in Mexico, when we went for the beatification of Conchita and to have our, our retreat there, it was very significant. I have here the relic that we that God gave us of Conchita and, and the relic we received was her blood. And ever since Mexico, I've had the precious blood of Jesus and the understanding of his blood and the blood of the martyrs very much in my heart. So tonight, I'm going to, to be, try to attempt with the, with the help of the Holy Spirit to share some of my thoughts and meditations with you. So I feel that this will be um, part one of maybe a few parts um, to share with you what, what's coming to my heart of the precious blood. Because this is really profound and deep, I felt it was better to, to do little steps um, so that we can go deeper. And I really saw that by the time I finished putting some of these reflections today together, that this is an important preparation that I feel God is giving us to celebrate Pentecost. So I'm going to begin by reading to you the words that the Lord placed in my heart in Mexico, in the chapel of Conchita's tomb, in the mass of the covenants of love crucified, where Elena, Lisa, Denise, and Micah made their covenant. And the Lord said this, the ways of God are never the ways of the world. The world will be saved through the triumph of my cross. Bring me victim souls, for many continue to go astray from this one calling I desire. Remain faithful so that the works of the cross can be completed with my remnant of victim souls. Tell my little mustard seed that heaven rejoices today with your fiat as God's hidden martyrs of the end times. I seal you today with my blood and the blood of Conchita, united as one with my mother and all God's martyrs of love. So I want to focus a little on this union of blood, this oneness. And the Lord has been saying something to, to love crucified very significant for many years, that we will help complete the works of the cross. And there's a very important theme in the works of the cross of Blessed Conchita of the unity of the body and blood of Christ with his body, the church. In a letter from Manuel, Conchita's oldest son that becomes a Jesuit priest, he writes to his mother Conchita, 
My dear little mama, you told me, remember my son, when you hold in your hands the Holy Host, you will not say, behold the body of Jesus, behold his blood, but you will say, this is my body, this is my blood. That is, there must be worked in you a total transformation. You must lose yourself in him to be another Jesus. Then, Conchita writes about her dying daughter, Teresa, who was a religious. And this is what Conchita writes. As for me, the main thing was that she received Jesus. How fervently I asked this. She recognized me and said to me, my dear little mama, poor child, my soul burst. My heart was shattered on seeing her suffer so much. She repeated to Jesus, Behold my body, behold my blood. I looked at her and I wept, offering her to the Eternal Father, begging him to take her if that was his will. I saw that in these words of Conchita, you see the mystical incarnation in Conchita, where as the father gives his only begotten son to the world to be sacrificed, you see the same spirit, Holy Spirit in Conchita, as she too offers her daughter through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, to the father. And there you come to begin to understand the words of our community, no longer two but one, in his sacrifice of love. The union of blood is the union with Christ. Also, in Conchita's writings, she says, Jesus told me, just as I am your hope, I am equally your way. He who follows me never walks in darkness, but the way I represent is the cross. He who wishes to come after me must deny himself, bear his cross, and follow me, setting his feet on my blood-stained tracks. He assured me, that the cross is the dwelling place of perfection, that it contains all the mysteries, gifts, and fruits of the Holy Spirit. We continue with Conchita. Jesus says to her, such is the end and essence of my works of the cross. 
a likeness of victims united to the great victim, myself, all pure, without the leaven of concupiscence. They will be marked by the reflection of my passion in order that there rise heavenward a unanimous cry. This is my body. This is my blood. It is very important that we see the correlation of these words of Jesus on the works of the cross and with the mission that God has given us of love crucified. Because in Mexico, in the message I read to you, the Lord is asking us to remain faithful to the one calling he has asked of this community is to help bring souls to the cross and to become one with him, the victim. The path is the formation, is the work of the Holy Spirit of bringing souls to the cross to become one with the victim. We can never go astray from this that the Lord has asked of us. There are very few, I think, missions in the church that have remained faithful to preaching victimhood because it's so unpopular and so difficult to understand, so difficult to enter. And yet the Lord in Mexico, right before the beatification of Conchita, at Conchita's tomb, on the day of the covenant of love crucified, he is asking us to remain faithful to this one calling and mission he has given to us. This is very much united to the third secret of Fatima that is explained in the simple path to union with God on page 144. According to Cardinal Ratzinger, Pope Benedict XVI, this was the explanation of the secret. I'm only going to read a few sentences. But you're going to see the union again of the martyrs with the body and the blood of Jesus Christ as the means of bringing forth the salvation of the world in the new Pentecost. Cardinal Radzinger explained the secret of Fatima. He said, beneath the arms of the cross, angels gather up the blood of the martyrs and with it, they give life to the souls making their way to God. Now notice, the children of Fatima saw Jesus crucified. It was Jesus they were seeing. But the, the explanation the church gives is that the blood the angels is gathering is the blood of the martyrs. So he goes on to explain here. Here, the blood of Christ 
and the blood of the martyrs are considered as one. The blood of the martyrs runs down from the arms of the cross. The martyrs die in communion with the passion of Christ and their death becomes one with his. Their life has itself become a Eucharist. This is what in our path it brings us to become living hosts. Part of the mystery of the grain of wheat, which in dying yields abundant fruit. And of course, the Lord gives Conchita and also continues with us the understanding that it's not just the red martyrdom, but also the white martyrdom is exactly the same. And sometimes, as many saints have said, the white martyrdom, which we're all living, the martyrdom of the heart, can be, since it's longer and daily, it can be even more difficult. So here, I want to move into the understanding of the precious blood and the Holy Spirit. And I came across a wonderful article called The Theology of the Precious Blood from Catholic Culture. And I'm going to read to you a few sentences that really amazed me. He writes, Though the blessed humanity of Christ, body, blood, and soul, are the work of all three divine persons, we ascribe the fruitfulness of the redemption to the Holy Spirit. Wherefore, we look upon him as most intimately united with the blood of redemption, vivifying it, pouring it forth in sacrifice, giving it to the souls of men. The theologian Sheban says, by means of this blood, the Holy Spirit vivified the blessed humanity and adorned it with every grace and favor. He filled the blood, the Holy Spirit, with his own lovableness, for he is the spirit of love, the pledge of love between father and son making it sweet with fragrance as it ascended to God in sacrifice. The Holy Spirit led the blessed victim to the altar of sacrifice. This is so beautiful for us because in our spirituality, the Lord said to us that our union of blood, of life, of body in Christ is a holy fragrance that reaches the heart of Abba Father. And here we are being given the understanding that it is the Holy Spirit 
in the union of blood that reaches the heart of the Father. It is the Holy Spirit that transforms our blood into the union of oneness in the holy, precious blood of Jesus, and that gives it the fragrance of the Holy Spirit, which is love. It is the Holy Spirit that is working in the entire path. It is the Holy Spirit that is taking us to the altar of sacrifice. It is the Holy Spirit transforming us into victims as it was the Holy Spirit that took Jesus to the altar of sacrifice. He continues to say, the shedding of blood, listen carefully to this, becomes the sacrament or visible sign of the giving of the Holy Ghost. The sacraments are visible signs of grace, but the shedding of the blood of the God-man signifies and affects the giving to men of the Holy Spirit himself. The blood is a purifying, warming, vivifying force. As such, it is a picture or sign of the working of the Holy Spirit. Wherefore, we may call the shedding of the blood the sacrament of the Holy Spirit, signifying, representing, pledging, effecting the Spirit of the Father and the Son, the Spirit of love given to men. And this brought a whole new understanding to my heart of something that's in our path. It's number 127 on page 340 of your path. And it was an experience that I had many years ago. And I'm gonna read it to you. Now with this understanding of the union of the blood of Jesus Christ as one with the Holy Spirit. It says this, I felt Jesus on the cross, the flesh on his chest like a curtain seemed to open and I could see his heart as fire. This vision of his heart as fire in the center of his chest was all in a circle. I felt as the living Eucharist. My Lord had me understand that each of his victim souls is in that fire. Each victim soul intensified the fire of love in Jesus's heart. Then the fire with all the victim souls consumed the entire body of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit 
spirit as a massive dove flew out from the cross upon the world. He was covering the earth with a mantle of Jesus's precious blood. All of us, his victim souls were one with the Holy Spirit, participating in the fulfillment of the salvation of the world. Therefore, that is why in Conchita's cross, you see the union of the cross, the heart of Jesus, the fire, which is the Holy Spirit, and she too has the Holy Spirit as a dove. And that is why the Lord teaches us in the path and the Spirit and Mary want to bring all to the cross because it is only in the cross with the heart of Jesus that we can be fully transformed in Christ and receive through the blood of Christ in us the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What God desires for us, the mystical incarnation of Conchita was not just gifts of the Holy Spirit. It was something so much greater. It wasn't just prophecy and the gift of tongues and all the different gifts. It was oneness. It was the union into the Trinity, lived to the greatest extent here on earth. And this is where the Lord is taking each of us and how he is calling us to be faithful because without the cross, we cannot receive and become one in the blood of Christ and enter the fullness of the Holy Spirit. This too has to do with our cross as I was Reflecting on all these words, I kept gazing at my love crucified cross. And I kept seeing the importance of the precious blood in the center of the cross. It's one blood. It is the blood of Christ united to our blood. Next week, I'm going to go further into our blood because it is no longer our human impure blood. It is truly one with the blood of Christ. Our blood is purified in the blood of Christ. It's as if you can think of a transfusion. So this will be next week's teaching, but I wanted you to become aware of this. And again, how it said that we, in that um, number 127 in the path, how the union of victim souls in Christ would become one with the Holy Spirit, transmitting and covering the earth with his precious blood. Here in our cross, you already see that. You see the blood of Christ, the living chalices, one with Mary, 
united to the Holy Spirit, covering the priesthood with his precious blood, bringing with the Spirit new life, purifying, healing, sanctifying, in order to bring forth the new Pentecost. So all of this is so significant in our cross, and I'm going to share a little bit more of our cross. Right before the Senegal, I came across a journal entry in my journal from 2012, and I'm going to read it to you. I wrote, after I received Holy Communion, Jesus explained in my soul the words of the Our Father that I pray daily. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The Father desires for us to possess the kingdom of heaven within us here on earth. The Father desires to deposit the treasures of heaven in our hearts. I asked Jesus, how can this be? Because the souls in heaven are completely pure. But I am always aware of my sins and impurity. Jesus brought my understanding to the words from Psalm 51. Verse 1 and 2 says this, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Jesus explained, that when a soul unites herself to the crucified, one with his sacrifice of love, the Father blots out our iniquities, our transgressions. As he looks at us, he only sees the perfect sacrifice of his beloved Son. And that is why the Lord said, not to put his body on our love crucified cross. Because as this cross hangs on our chest, it is our body on the cross. And the Lord specifically said, as God the Father, Abba, looks at us, he will only see his son. So we are the body of Christ. We have become one with him. And it is Christ himself, his body, that Abba sees, who is ever wearing this cross. And we can never forget that. And that is why it's so important to wear our crosses. Every morning when we put it on, to remember what this cross symbolizes. Then when the, the Lord continued, when a soul enters into the sacred heart of Jesus, he is consumed in the fire of the Holy Spirit. It is here in the heart 
that we are no longer two but one. And there you see that written beautifully in chapter four of the path when you enter the sacred heart, the fire. It is in the heart, when we enter the heart of Jesus, that we truly enter the fire of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit asked me, do you not believe John 17? When you possess the Son, you possess the Father because they are one with me, the Holy Spirit. Your triune God is mystically incarnated in you. You possess heaven on earth in your being. This is the kingdom of heaven on earth. And at the end of Conchita's diary, one of the last sections of this, um, a mother's spiritual diary, it writes about the new Pentecost. And these words are on page 252 of Conchita's diary. It says, the Holy Spirit cannot descend to the world save by Christ's cross since both missions that of the Son and that of the Spirit are inseparable. The Holy Spirit will reign, Jesus said to Conchita, the day when my sacrifice of suffering will also reign, the cross in hearts. Insofar as the cross will not reign in souls, the Holy Spirit, he too, will not reign. And so I'm going to, to stop there for, for tonight since it's 10 o'clock.